All right, this is Down by the Bank, episode 41. This is Corey. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, JK3. Down by the Bank is sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub with Pinglehead Brewing Company on site. They're located at 14B Blanding Boulevard, Orange Park, Florida. And you can catch them on brewerspizza.com, and we also share them on our social media pages. So we've had a little bit of a break in between episodes, and actually the last two, we've been uh, missing either Derek or JK3. So what the heck, guys? What's going on? Life. <laughs> there was a uh, Casey and JoJo song that came out called Life. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happening to me right now. They're the uh the I think that was like the popular prom song back in the day, right? No, that, no that's that, all my life. Uh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, yeah. They, there was an Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence movie called Life and they they had one of the uh the uh title songs to the songs right. Google I was, it. I was a junior senior in high school. Good night when that song came out. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, he's old. Yep, yeah, you know it. <laughs> that's the oldest one of the bunch. That's okay. I'll be all right. Casey and JoJo, they're playing at Daly's Place, aren't they? I wish. Yeah. It'd be sold out before all those other wish. <laughs> yeah. They actually, it seems like they've actually started booking some real stuff, though, lately. Like, I, I have this app called Bands in Town that uh, pulls from, like, Spotify and music that you listen to, and there's some bands that I actually like that are starting to get scheduled there, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to my first concert in, like, 15 years, 20 years since Up in Smoke Tour. We're going to John Legend in May, so I think it's coming up here in about three weeks. Hmm. Down at the amphitheater in St. Augustine. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, to get started, one of the things I just wanted to kind of touch on really quickly, just because I thought it was hilarious, um, and we're also going to talk some uh, schedule, uh, the Jack schedule came out, as well as the draft, which is on Thursday, at least the first round is. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is super upset because the Jags in drafting or in advertising their ticket sales, uh, I guess the last home games against Houston. And so they put an infographic up on their Twitter page with a picture of uh, Jalen Ramsey and DeAndre Hopkins with like his stats. And so it says Jalen Ramsey in two games versus Houston, 10 tackles, one forced fumble, one interception and five passes defended. And so what happens is DeAndre Hopkins tweets, which he later deletes, why is my picture up here? Is you guys didn't win either game? SMH. Uh, I mean, he does have a valid point. It's not I. It's oh, there's no I in team, as they say. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that Jalen Ramsey did shut him down. I mean, it's just going to be one of those marquee matchups that the uh, marketing department at the Jags use to try to encourage us to get uh, season tickets or to be at that game. But you know, that game is going to hold a lot of weight. Yeah, the first of all, for him to tweet out that his picture was on an infographic means that somebody got a little bit bothered by that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, if you want, if you won the game, you guys got the W's. Why are you mad? You mad about something? So you know that just that's DeAndre Hopkins. You know he's he's a he's the stereotypical pretty boy wide receiver that you know you can't talk bad about him. You can't you know he's always got to look good, and unfortunately. They won, so his team looked good, but he didn't help that cause at all. Technically, (laughs) it could be either Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Boye shutting him down. We haven't really decided that yet, so... Oh, and you you know that, you know, Boye's probably going to tell Ramsey, like, hey, man, you know... He, he he was kind of mad, you know. He you got up on him, so you better you better come back with some fire because he, he he's gonna be coming, you know, because he was in that locker room. Yeah. 
Well, to kind of get into the schedule, one thing that bothered some fans on Twitter that I noticed that I thought was kind of funny was the team was advertising their overall winning record for preseason all time. And uh, obviously that doesn't matter very much, but the two home games that we have in preseason, uh, Tampa Bay and uh, Carolina. So that one's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's the preseason, and that's such a Jaguars thing to do is to tout how good their record is for something that doesn't count. <laughs> Well, the third game is the most important one. That's when, the one that's against Carolina. So at least we know, you know, going to that one that there'll be something worthwhile. And the second game isn't too bad. And so we kind of lucked out with the two home games being right in the middle. Uh, usually the first and the last are kind of the most irrelevant ones. Absolutely. The only thing I don't, the, the, I mean, with the preseason schedule, whatever happened to those Saturday night games, you know, I, I look forward to those. And now every preseason game is on Thursday night. And now I have to come up with a new excuse besides I ate bad sushi uh, to call into work. <laughs> it, it's the NFL's attempt to try and take over Thursday and Sunday. You know, that's what's getting them in trouble. They talk about the ratings were down because it's oversaturated as far as coverage and games. You know, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, you're right. They got to stick to, you know, be more consistent and just, just let it go, man. Hey, Sunday is the NFL's day. You got one day out of the week. You don't have to try and take three. Right. So, well, that's an interesting transition because one of the big things that came out is that we didn't get one single primetime game. And so I guess, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I guess they had the Thursday matchup that they tried to slot everybody in. And now they're going away from that because evidently they don't want to see the Titans and the Jaguars <laughs> play at night. Um, I don't know, but I'm kind of ticked off by that. I feel like that's, I thought that was fair. And I thought that give, gave each team and the fans each in each uh, city an opportunity to have a primetime game. I mean, who knows? The Jags could be good this year. They can't predetermine that already. I mean, the thing about it is, is like, you know, they're, they're going to, there's at the end of the season, if the Jags are good and if they're good enough, they'll be able to flex a Sunday night game. They'll be able to flex a game and, and make up for that. But bottom line is you got to win. W's equal more exposure. We're a small market team, and no one wants to see the Jags and the Browns play. That's what they should have did. They they should have gave both the teams with no Thursday night primetime game, just the 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 last Thursday night game, like in the in the season that didn't count or something like that. We we got we we got a team. Okay, all right. Let's just leave it at that. Who cares if we're not playing on Thursday or on Sunday night on on Monday? You know, we, we got a team, so let's support our team, and hopefully they can get some Ws. I mean, forget all this improvement, getting better crap. You know, we've been dealing with that for four years. Uh, it's time to win, you know. so. Well, looking at the schedule, uh, a lot of people say it's somewhat favorable. So um, opening up at Tennessee and uh, in the second home game at Baltimore – uh, at home, so we open up at Houston, but then we have Tennessee and Baltimore, and then the New York Jets. So, uh, pretty good four game opening stretch to kind of go on a little bit of a run there. So, opening up with uh, two AFC uh, South matchups. I mean, that that's you know right out the gate, right there. Put your money where your mouth is. Whatever slogan, hashtag win today. You, you know, you you better get your ducks in a row quick because I mean, those two games could literally come back to haunt you at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Very important. Very important. And I'll tell you what, you know, Houston, if J.J. Watt's healthy, you know, their defense is going to be there. Offense is still, you know, they got to find a quarterback, just like, you know, a lot of fans think we need to find a quarterback. But Tennessee is going to be ready. Okay, they 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 were kind of rolling until Mariota got hurt. 
but they're going to be ready to play. So we're going to have to come out and, and, and dominate the line of scrimmage and hopefully, you know, get that W. And I take that back. The second home game must be the UK game because that one says 9.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, that's our only real home field advantage, and it's not even on the continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's depressing. Um, so then after uh, – so, yeah, it's just one home game. Never mind. I guess th- – I mean, technically, yeah, it's home, but it's not in Jacksonville, so that's kind of a bummer. So actually – we play one game in Jacksonville all of September, and we are not back in Jacksonville until October 15th. Wow. Didn't even realize that. At 4.05 p.m. versus the L.A. Rams. So, uh, first of all, 4.05 p.m., that's kind of weird. I guess we're doing that for the California time zone. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. They don't ever start the games later for us whenever we go west. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about that. that. And that that's the reason why we lose. Every time we go to the west, that's exactly the reason why we, we're losing because we're going back, what, three hours? Yeah. So what's that, like, what, 10? So 10, 10 a.m.? No. I mean, why, why can't they play a 1 o'clock game? Looking at this, though, that is, if you really look at it, we have two home games the first two months of the season. All the way until November 5th is our third game. Kind of getting screwed on that a little bit, I feel like. Eh, what would you rather do? I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better bye week. I mean, week eight, it's kind of, you know, is it halfway through the season? Seven and, and, and nine. So, yeah, you, you got one more off before it's at the exact midpoint. And then in the second half of the season, you got nine games left and five of them are at home. So uh, I'd almost want to get that out of the way. Definitely get the – uh get the um what's it call it out the way the the uh the baltimore game now mm-hmm. i'm kind of curious if this is because usually when we go to europe is this accurate because won't we come off a bye or do they have us playing straight into the following week coming back from europe this is they're going straight into the uh week that was huge um that was a difference because usually whenever we come back from london we usually have a bye week immediately after that and the bye week is usually like in week four which is like pretty hard on the players, I guess, to go to the rest of the year, yeah. you know, uh, uh, with without having a buy. So, I, I mean, I kind of like it, and and I think that you know most of the veteran players that are on the the team now now that that have been to London three times, they should probably get acclimated to the trip. Um, you know, what's worked in the past is them going over maybe a couple days, uh, you know, like a Thursday, uh, getting ready before, and not making it more of a uh, vacation, but more of a business trip. And then, you know, it makes it even more of a business trip knowing that when you come back, you got, um, you know, you got the, who, who do they play after? The um, yeah, you got the Jets. You, you're going right into the Jets, uh, which is a good, um, you know, momentum swing. I mean, they could, let's say they do beat Baltimore in, um, in London, which they've had Baltimore's number the last couple of years. Uh, I think we beat them once and then lost uh, due to some bad coaching or whatever. And then, oh, Jason Myers missed like seven field goals in one game also against them. Um, but, I mean, then you got a favorable win right there against the Jets who are don't know who's going to be their quarterback. So, uh, you know, it's a possibly good uh, momentum swing. Yeah. Well, and I feel like you guys may be thinking about more from like a football perspective. I'm just thinking from like the fans' perspective of like eight weeks of the season and only 25% of the actions at home, it seems kind of like uh, – I don't know. It just seems kind of disappointing. Well, you know, what the NFL is going to say is, hey, you guys are the ones that want to go across the ponds. Matter of fact, it's your team that's pretty much leading that charge for the rest of the league. 
which hey, at least we're finishing in first and something. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they'll just say stick with it. Yeah, they'll just say stick with it. You know, you, you got to do what we got to do. You know, that's schedule conflicts with you know other teams, other you know events going on. I mean, who knows? I mean, that that's who probably has the hardest job in the National Football League is the people that actually put the schedule together. Yeah, I mean, and then also coming back, coming coming back. Um, you know, from that New York, then you go on the road at Pittsburgh, uh, mm-hmm. and then you got L.A. coming into town, and then on the road at Indy. So you got to, you know, out of that first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, out of, out of those first games, you got to go at least, like, you got to get five games out of there somehow. Yeah. I mean, at least five games. I mean, if this team goes, if they if they go five, five and three at the bye, the city's gonna burn itself down. They're gonna be so excited <laughs> at, at five and three. Oh yeah, that five and three at the buy. You know what that? I, I guarantee you, five and three at the buy. The Jaguars are gonna start pumping out playoff tickets. <laughs> but here's the thing: where do you get those five from? Uh, you, you gotta, you gotta get it, and you gotta get it in Tennessee. That's for so, sure. Or Tennessee. New York. You gotta get Tennessee. You gotta get Baltimore. You mm-hmm. gotta get New York. You gotta get LA, and you have to get lucky in in Indy. Okay. Yeah, I could see that right before the bye, kind of taking a good win into the bye week. Okay, so you you have them like losing to Houston, Pitt, Pittsburgh, and um, in that that's it. I think that Indianapolis game, I think that may be a toss up because they, okay. the team just doesn't play well on the road, and they don't really play well at home either. So you just really don't know what what you know mixed bag are going to get. But if they can go five and three, uh, four at four at the absolute worst at the bye, I think we're we're still in pretty good shape. What do you say, Derek? Okay. What do you think our record is before the bye? Uh you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with three and four. Yeah, that's what I was thinking actually. I'm I'm gonna go with three and four. You got Baltimore, <laughs> LA, and then um I don't think I think Tennessee is gonna uh stomp us unless, you know, because they're gonna come out swinging. Uh, unless, you know, Bortles can get some fortitude and actually, you know, play with some poise and, and, and lead the team. So I'm going to say Baltimore, L.A., and then let's say the Jets, New York. You know, that's where my three wants to be coming from. To maintain my credibility, I'm not saying they go five and three. Nope, it's done. You already said it. It's done. You said five and three. Done. I said they have to at least go five and three, or it would be nice for them to go five and three. Realistically, I think these guys pull out, um, you know, uh, a three and five. Also, yeah. I, I really think so. Negative, well, negative Jaguars fan of me says two and five, just because that just seems more accurate. Well, there's two, there's two games. I mean, we've historically played well against Baltimore and the L.A. Rams. As long as they got Jared Goff playing, that's another W right there because he's trash. Uh, and then you know that third one, you know, it could, you know, the Jets, their team is in disarray. You know, they got some young guys coming in. I forget how they did with free agency, but, you know, we'll see. And, um, you know, Houston's going to be ready to play. Tennessee's going to be ready to play. Pittsburgh, oh, that's going to be real tough. You know, that might be – that might get ugly. Um, and Indianapolis, you know, like JK3 said, on the road. So, i tell you what, though, we got to do something because when we get back off the bye week, the two home games after that are really going to be like your make-or-break time. Because Cincinnati and L.A. 
Chargers. Yeah, that threw me off for a second when I was looking yeah. at it. I was like, the Clippers? I was like, who <laughs> lost their job at, at the NFL right now to put the Clippers on the schedule? Yeah. The, the Los Angeles Chargers. Cincinnati, you know, if they're healthy, they can be very dangerous. And the Chargers, I, when was the last time we've beaten Phillip Rivers? Yeah, I know. We get beat down <laughs> every single time. Hey, wait a second, though. Aren't they still playing in San Diego this year? Oh, they're playing in a 35,000-seat soccer stadium Oh, is that in LA. legit? I thought that was just like Yeah, no, that's not legit. They're playing because they couldn't work out the schedule with UCLA or USC. Wow, that's and I think, and I think, And I think the Rams are playing where USC is playing. Wow. So, yeah, they're playing where the LA Galaxy are playing over there in that soccer complex in, like, Kennard, California or something See, like that. See, when you hear about that, that makes me think even more how lucky we are that we got bought by Shad Khan because it just shows how eager, like, with no preparation, they were to just shove teams into that market. And, you know, it, it, they're going to end up moving in 10 years. You know, the city of Los Angeles, you know, people, oh, we got the Dodgers. Okay, you got the Dodgers. You got the Lakers. You got the Clippers. All right. You know, they call it what, the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Do they still call it that? Yeah. Anaheim's not even – that's like from here to Daytona. Okay. <laughs> so from Jacksonville to Daytona. So – and then the uh, they got that other state where the, where the Chargers are going to play. That's way out there too. That's nowhere near the city. So hey. And I get people don't live in the city. JK3, how ticked off would you be if we renamed ourselves for marketing purposes the Jacksonville Jaguars of Orlando, Florida? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would literally take everything that I have Jaguars in, in my house and throw it out in the street. Like, literally, I'm not going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars of, of Orlando, Florida. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't. Like, are you in Orlando or are you in Jacksonville? Like, it's not like it, it's just unreal. Ugh, I hate Orlando. No offense, people out there. But that, that city's just like dirty and i don't know i just don't like it i should really should edit that out actually are you saying you don't like disney world i don't actually do you not like magic no i don't actually i feel like once you've gone (laughs) once then you're good and um otherwise like the people (laughs) the people and i think maybe one of you guys have this i don't know i don't remember but like the annual passes to disney world like as an adult i don't know there's something up with that that's strange well i'm I'm an islands of adventure kind of guy yeah, I, I looked it up, and just to be technically fair, the city of L.A. is 34 minutes away from Anaheim, where I know we're talking baseball, but where the Angels play. But they're still 34, 35 minutes away. All right, nerd. So that's like not specific, okay? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just saying. Okay, so even if we – okay, then we could be the uh, – Jacksonville Jaguars of Middleburg or of Orange Park. Oh yeah, you know? there we go. Yeah. There we go. Except for the there fact, that, except for the fact yeah. that in no way helps our marketing situation at all. But yeah, sure. Yeah. So, but you know, those two games, man, the Chargers and, and the Bengals coming back off that bye week, we got to get one or, or both of those. They're at home. We got to protect the home field. They need to when they when they have this marketing campaign about locking down the bank. They need to take that seriously. We got to get at least six or seven wins at home to to stand any chance. Of and what's what's crazy also is that out of those next three games, we come back Cincinnati, uh, the Chargers, and Cleveland. Those are all AFC opponents, so which hold mm-hmm. a little bit more weight too. Because let's say if it comes down to like a, a wild card berth, hmm. 
you know, an AFC wildcard berth. We're going to have to win a lot of AFC games or, or win some of the, you know, the ones that quote unquote count. Of course, every game you want to win, you know, you want to be realistic and try to, you know, uh, beat everyone that you, that you line up against on Sunday. But if you can kind of mathematically put yourself in the best odds and win more of your divisional, not even division, yeah, division games, mm-hmm. uh, or league, league games, excuse me, all, all more of your league games, then, you know, you put yourself, you know, in that position to go ahead and, you know, clinch that wild card spot. You know, I don't want to have to wait until week, you know, 17. And if the, if the Bengals lose, but the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Dolphins by seven points and New England misses this field goal wide right, the Jaguars will get in. You know, I don't want to wait. I don't want to do that. You know, you take care of your division first and, you know, then hopefully if you, if you, I mean, if you don't, then you still can, you know, win some of the league games and, and, and give yourself that extra weight in the, in the playoff chase. Well, yeah, it's and after the Cleveland game, we uh, return to Arizona. Calais Campbell gets his revenge. I don't know about revenge. I mean, the Arizona defense isn't once what it was, okay, in the last few years. They've definitely slacked off, but they they are still a good team. Carson Palmer's, gosh, 38, 39 years old, still going. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, and then, you know, they're running back. Oh, gosh, what's his name? Help me out, guys. Uh, running back for the Arizona card. David Johnson? Yeah, yeah David Johnson. You know, they, they're, they're going to be ready to play. You know, we got the NFC West on tap you know, for our schedule. So, you know, the good part is we get the Rams and the Niners, although we haven't beat the Niners out there. And the bad part is we get Seattle and Arizona. So, yeah. well, that's, uh, I'll tell you what, that's been the biggest game that I've heard about from all the probably bandwagon fans is that Seattle game. Like everybody's super pumped about that one. Well, they're pumped about it because you, you get an actual football team that's coming into town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got a team that's literally on December 10th, they're going to be gearing up for the playoffs. Right. They're, they're literally going to be ready, get, shifting gears, going into that playoff mode, picking up steam. And that's probably one of the games. And if anybody else knows anything about the playoffs or anything, you don't have to be the best team. You got to be the hottest team in the, yep. in the, in the playoffs to win. Mm-hmm. Usually when teams start getting hot is around that, you know, that, that last, that last couple of weeks, the that last 13th, month of 14th week of the season. Yep. Exactly. Right. They, they, they start getting hot and then, you know, you don't, Want to see? I mean, didn't they go on the road uh, a couple of years ago and and ran the gauntlet in the playoffs on yeah. the road? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. They did. You know, best team ball, and it's also a great. They'll look at it this way. Okay, we can coast, but then when we go to Jacksonville, that's our springboard to get us going. You know, that'll go ahead and you know start the momentum like they do in college when they play like Sister Mary, Mother of Catholic, or <laughs> Division One AA, like you know whatever university. You know, that's what they're going to be like. They're going to treat Jacksonville like we're just some one double A team to springboard us into the playoffs. Yeah. I, so now, I did my undergrad at Sister Mary, mother of Catholic. So you need to watch out. The fighting, the, the fighting friars? <laughs> mother of Catholic. I don't, I don't know. You, you, you know, it's, 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 uh, but it, we got a stretch of three home games. So between that, you know, stretch of three home games, one of them being Seattle, you got, the Browns, the schedule looks favorable, but it's the NFL. It's going to be, it's not going to be an easy road. Mm-hmm. And coming back from Arizona to get ready for Andrew Luck, who's also probably going to be pushing for a playoff berth, who's probably mad about how last year ended up, mm-hmm. you know, because they know they're better than that. So basically we've got some teams on our schedule, especially in our division, 
that we're going to play four times in Tennessee and Indianapolis that probably aren't too happy how their season ended last year. Dude, I, I'm not really worried about Indy, to be honest with you, man. They're out signing freelance basketball players and trying to turn them into tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not worried about Indianapolis. You know, they, I, I, they, I am <laughs> for two words, Andrew Luck. End of story. End of story. They, the guy, the guy, they literally, they're a taking the dude that they're taking the guy that was a D one basketball player and he's working at Jiffy Lube right now. <laughs> and they're saying, Hey, you can run, you can jump. You want to come try, try to put these football pads on and try to catch, Catch from Andrew Luck? No, it's not going to happen. I'm not worried about Indianapolis. Hey, 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 but, working at so, Jiffy Lube or no? I, I, he, uh, no, I don't think so. He may have been working at AutoZone. Uh, but here's, oh, okay. here's the thing. They have their GM in front office has been that bad, probably just as bad as ours. Their defense has been terrible. Okay, All they've had is Andrew Luck when he's healthy, and they still beat us. The, their GM <laughs> is literally – out partying right now. Ursay <laughs> is on a binger right now. Is Ursay the owner? Oh, no, he's the owner. No, he's the owner. Yeah. Yeah. He they, doesn't get any worse than I that. Think they just fired their GM, didn't they? Or no, that's the Washington Redskins. Never mind. Yeah, the Redskins GM they got fired for the, the alcohol. But I, I still would, you know, I I would take them very seriously. Obviously, every team on the schedule very seriously. But you know, by week thirteen, fourteen, you know, when we go, we have a good opportunity to really. Uh, take a take, you know, stretch our legs open and, and and really get get going. You know, stretch the legs and really get some W's. But you just never know, man. You never I, know. I don't, I don't know about you guys. The the worst thing is is starting on the road in that in the division and ending on the road in the, the division. division. Yep. That is that is just terrifying to me. Because what if it came down to you know us playing Tennessee in Tennessee? To go to the playoffs, yeah. or like to, to literally win the AFC South, yeah, and then on top of that, starting off at Houston, you know Houston's probably going to come out in that battle red that they always wear. That teams can never beat them, or the Jags can never beat them when they wear that battle red at home. And I mean, it's like they they already got you know got a lock on them right there. You know, going into another division opponent and then closing with a division opponent. Yeah. You you mm-hmm. you got to You got to have. You, I mean, you just got to be firing on all cylinders. Hey, what about that uh, San Francisco game? Is is are the Forty ers supposed to be any good this year, or are they bad? Eh, they're in a they're in a, a lot of rebuilding. They have some a lot of you know holes to fill. They got a bruising running back in Carlos Hyde, uh, but that that's about it. Um, I'm not sure if Navarro Bowman's been a hundred percent or not. He hasn't been the last few years. Uh, so they're they're a shell of themselves of what they were about four years ago. So, but then again, we're, we're talking about the Jags. I mean, you know, I love the Jags to death, you know, but we just got torched last year by Tom Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's not good. Um, uh, so yeah, so overall, um, I think it's I don't know. I feel like it's way too early to do complete record predictions, but. For an early, early, early record prediction based on the schedule, based on before the draft, just right now, uh, what would you guys say? Seven and nine. I'm, I'm going to go opposite with that. I'm going to go nine and seven. Okay. Just because I'm optimistic, just because I think they do something miraculous on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week, and just because Blake has been out in California throwing donuts. 
<laughs> hey, and that, that, those that, the nine and seven are the two games against Indy that he think we're just we're just gonna take. You know that that's what. It, so we'll we'll take those two games and uh, that that's where the separation is. JK3, but you, yeah. you make fun of that, but I've been studying that uh, that ten second clip, and he looks really good in that clip. So. Wait a minute. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I, there, there was a guy out there. Once his name was Uncle Rico, and he looked pretty good throwing against throwing against air. Also, I just love like that. So much talk on that little clip, and uh, I mean, yeah, for me, like not having a trained eye, yeah, it looked awesome. You know what I mean? But I'm sure if you like showed a clip of me throwing some passes outside, it looked pretty good too. So, the so how would you how would you feel if like if Alan Hearns was out catching passes that were actually hitting him in his body instead of him like stretching? And catching all these hospital balls, they better get some new rib, uh, new rib protectors or something, because he's going to throw the ball high, and somebody's going to get hurt. You know, so because that everybody in yeah, they 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 put out the clip like, oh look at his footwork, it improved. Like we really know about the footwork. We're fans, okay. That's that's the first thing. Second thing, I don't know, Derek. It, here's what here's what we, here's what we do know. Okay, the guy had to stretch up and catch the ball. All right. So yeah. if he had to stretch up and catch the ball, that means he's throwing it high yet again. The way he threw that football and the way that football spun, I mean, it spun really good. So no, I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You know, um, I, I'll go to some more uh, basketball games here at the local university and ask the, the kids there like we did last year if they've seen him out at a couple of the establishments out in Jack's Beach. And uh, see if they, you know, you'll be able to tell real quick because if they see him out there and they're going to start rumbling like they did last year. The one place that we know that is totally okay for Blake Bortles to go to at any point is Brewer's Pizza, Orange Park. We're okay with that. Um, Okay. And then for my prediction, I'll just, I'm going to go with uh, the analytics folks, football outsiders, Derek's favorite. uh, publication they went with uh, eight and eight with their record which i'm sure is backed by uh science so i'll uh, i'll go with that one um and again we'll we'll go back and look at this again once actual things occur that we can base actual record predictions on in, in a month or two and uh maybe do it again i don't know derek when we first started this if we, i think we did record predictions i don't know if we ever went back from last season to see what we ended up with. But I think we both were way more optimistic than what the final record ended up being. Way more optimistic. Dude, we were making the Kool-Aid. Forget just <laughs> drinking it. Okay. We oh, were my making, God. Yeah. We were making – because I want to say I said something like 10 and 6. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah that's... No, we were, we, were, we were making that Kool-Aid. But, see, who knew that – no one knew that Bortles was going to regress that bad. Yeah. Like that, that, make, make him flavor aid. Yeah, I was yeah. To say yeah. That. We, <laughs> we were at a uh, big. We were at big lots with off brand Kool Aid. <laughs> we we even have real Kool Aid. Uh, but who knew that Bortles was gonna be that bad? Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, think about Nobody it. That was that. that was coming off his thirty five touchdown season. Greg Olson's the greatest offensive coordinator ever. So I mean, but that just goes to show you like how quickly things change. So. I'm definitely because that was the first year I've ever like made like any kind of public prediction to the ten listeners that were listening at that point. But um, the fact that you know it just turned out so wildly different make is going to definitely make me kind of take a step back and think about it a little bit more this time. 
I mean, I just think we're just we're just naturally pessimistic now as Jaguar fans, especially after last year. That was like the final beatdown. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it it just was it was really really bad, and it got so bad to the point. Remember when they went to Tennessee on that Thursday night? And, you know, people were being optimistic. Yeah, I think we got a shot. And then we both called it and said they're about to catch a serious beatdown. <laughs> and they pretty much did catch a beatdown for three quarters. And they made, you know, a couple scores in the fourth to pat the stats, but they pretty much got their butts kicked. Yeah. Hey, quick uh, little trivia thing for you guys. So don't look at it. Like, click out of your ESPN schedule thingy. Are you out of it? Both of you, if you're not on there, just click out of it. Okay. All right, so which game – Home and away, would you say is fetching the highest ticket price right now? So home and away. The away game's got to be the Steelers because them jokers there. Yeah, it's got to be the Steelers. Okay. What, uh, what do you no. say? I, I think I think the the home the or excuse me the away game that that has the highest ticket price right now is probably um, San Francisco. Okay. And uh, so we'll take a look at this. Away is definitely Pittsburgh by like a lot, actually. I mean, that thing's yeah. like it's like double everything else. Um, you said San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco's fifty. Pittsburgh's one hundred four. Pittsburgh's the only thing that's cracked like over uh, over sixty for away. And then, what do you guys think about home? I'm gonna just go with the obvious, Seattle. Yep, same here. Seattle is actually 58. The highest is Baltimore at 87 with the least amount of tickets available. But, but man, it's not even here. Different. Yeah, that's different. No. Okay, I'm clicking on the site. And, yeah, Seattle in Jacksonville is the most expensive true home game here. Okay, so, yeah, no, no. And the only reason why it's $87 is because it's probably in euros or pounds over there. So when you do the calculation, euros that's the reason pounds. why it's 87 I don't know. It could be either one. What is, where's the game at? In the U.K., so it's in pounds. All right. And so, you know, a pound is probably, what, a buck 35, yeah. you know, our, with our economy. And boom, there, there's your difference. I'll be honest. So. I totally <laughs> forgot that was the U.K. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? There's no way. <laughs> Yeah, this game at 9.30 in the morning at Jacksonville is fetching $87 a ticket. But that is kind of crazy, though. I mean, 422 tickets are the only tickets remaining. I mean, that's pretty good. So, I don't know. Um, I mean, then again, though, but the audience there, they're going to be they're gonna have, like, a Jaguars hat on with, like, a Dallas Cowboys jersey <laughs> with a Tampa Bay Buccaneers scarf. <laughs> Speaking of that, have you guys kept up with Fulham at all? Nope. <laughs> Tony Khan's the general manager now. You guys don't pay attention to that anymore? What's the deal? Nope. Supposedly, they're winning enough. They might get back into the Premier League, so it's actually a big deal. So whatever they like, whatever happened with him taking over, and that's like – I don't know if you know how this works, but in the NFL, like there's this thing in soccer where if you lose, like the Jaguars lose, like we'd get relegated to like Arena Football League or something. And it's the same, like in soccer, like right now, they're in some lower league. And so basically, they have to win again to get promoted back up to the big leagues. So, uh, no. That's, that's motivating. I mean, I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of cool, actually, you know? And I don't know, because like right now, do you guys follow the Jacksonville Sharks at all or no? I kind of follow them. They're undefeated right now, right? Yeah, but what, who are they playing against now? Like, they're playing against like Nice High School. And have you seen that? Like, they're not even in a, like a legit league anymore. They're playing against the guys were, that were working at Napa. 
Don't uh, don't diss the real league, man. That's where Kurt Warner came from. Yeah, but it's don't. so different now, though. I feel well. First of all, they're not even in the Arena League. I think it's like some off-brand league now. Well, I thought the arena. I thought the whole Arena League around the country. I thought it's kind of. I don't know if it fizzled away or something happened, but yeah, I don't know. Anything that has open tryouts that fans can come and and potentially make the team is to me not legitimate. All right, so the other thing we were gonna kind of talk about just a little bit, not to to just beat a dead horse uh, ad nauseum is uh, the draft, like who our potential uh, draft picks are. Derek wanted to do a full seven round mock, including a mock free agency undrafted pickup. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to include, include trades. Possible yeah, trade scenarios. Hey, hey, now, hold on. Now. That, that, that's part of my what I'm thinking, but <laughs> not a full seven rounds with undrafted free agents. I mean, no, no. Who has that kind of time? And I don't know that much information. So <laughs> that's imp- I feel like that's impossible to be like that. I feel like that's such a waste of time. Like, and I'm not making fun because I know like, like we've even had like, I think Zach, the guy we've had on a couple of times does that. And like, that's cool. Like definitely do it. It's, it's interesting, but I just feel like there's no way any of those things ever pan out to be at all accurate. I mean, the seventh round, come on. Yeah, There's no way. Like I don't. I don't even. The only person that I pay attention for in the seventh round is Mister Irrelevant, the last pick. Yeah. So who is it? Go pick him. Uh, Dante Jones from Saint Mother's Mary Catholic <laughs> University. Dante Jones of Saint Mother's. What would you say? Uh, where was it, Derek? Mother of. Uh, of- no, Sister Mary, Mother of Cat, Mother of Catholic. <laughs> Uh, but as far as the draft goes, you guys just want to go with like who your uh, first round person is at this point. I'm I'm sticking with it. I called it months ago, and I'm going to be so elated on Thursday night when they call Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman from the University of Alabama. I'm telling you, book it right now. I may call my friend in Vegas. And see if there's an obscure bet that I can place on it. But I'm telling you right now, I think that's where they're going to go. Okay. If I had to bet, it would go Jonathan Allen. All right. So Jonathan Allen, JK3 has Jonathan Allen been consistent. In fact, he even appeared on another podcast to make the selection. It was way ahead of, uh, of his time. I think uh, ahead of Mel Kuyper and all the rest. So we'll see how that one goes. Derek, who do you have? <laughs> you know, that's a, a, a good pick, JK3. A really good pick. But it would not surprise me at all if we traded out of that four position. Uh, if we traded yeah. out and we're able to get multiple picks, whether it be you know in the first round, uh, that's what I would like to see. Just because are we a player away from making the playoffs? I think we're a couple players away from making the playoffs. You know, we got 33 spots on the field between offense, defense, and special teams. And we probably have about 20. So um, we need more players. It doesn't, and, it doesn't you know, count unless you name the exact team we trade. See, yeah, answer the question. See, he's dodging. That's what you I'm may not, call it. I'm you're, not you're, dodging. You're, 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 you're hey. a man. You're just dodging it. Just hey, answer. I, I'm not dodging. Just I'm, I'm not dodging. I'm not dodging. I, I don't know who that trade partner, that team will be, but – it would not shock me if we traded out of that pick. All right, that's it's not fair. It's not fair. You have to answer. 
<laughs> okay. No, no, no. I think, that, then, I think that's good. I think so. I think so. You're going to say Allen. You're going to say draft or trade, right? So officially, yep. you think they will I, trade 100. percent That's what I'm going. He's with. literally he's literally putting me up against the field. Jonathan Allen versus Derek's imaginary trade for <laughs> Willy Walker and the Oompa Loompas. No, that's not happening. No. I mean, there's just as much likelihood, I think, that they could trade versus them picking Allen or maybe somebody else, right? I mean, there's that possibility is out there somewhat. Anything equally. is Tom Coughlin. Tom's trying to win lunch. You don't win lunch by letting the kid with, like, with no change skip in front of you so he can get the last chicken tenders. No. You, you take the person right there. You take the guy who you need right then and there. Who, what do you think, Corey? So I was reading a little bit about this guy because it seems like we need a little bit more pass rush, and I think they're a little uh, still kind of not totally sold on Dante Fowler. But what do you guys think about uh, Solomon Thomas? If he's there, he's supposed to be like the second or third pick. Is he, though? Because a lot of the mock drafts I've been reading said that he might go to us. Either way, that's still – kind of, you know, puts him in the same realm as defensive line. So I'm still right in a, in a perspective way, right? No, I don't think so. It's better than not answering like Derek did. Oh, they're going to trade back. Okay. 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 Hold on a second. So hold on. If I had to pick a player that they would take, it would probably be, uh, you know, someone on the defensive line, like uh, Jonathan Allen. Uh, I would, I would agree with JK3 on that. Do I think we're going to do that? No, because I'm going to go with what I want us to do, and that's trade out and get more players because we need more players. So that, that's my that's my first point. Second point is when you're looking at players that are in the draft pool that they're taking and they're evaluating and they're looking at, I like looking at the guys that actually played against college teams that actually have NFL caliber talent on their team. You know, like um, Leonard Fournette, for instance. Okay. He played in a big, bad, mighty SEC, you know, whoop-de-whoop, all that. The SEC's gone. Clemson beat Alabama, so they just need to get over it. Um, but if you look at Leonard Fournette when he played against teams that had NFL-caliber talent, he didn't really do all that much. Mm. You know, let's look at the Gators. The, you know, the Gators, yeah, they don't have a quarterback, but they won go. consistently 10 games. They made it to the SEC championship game. And their whole defense for the last three years, I think at least 10 of those jokers, either going to the league or in the league. So you got to give them props for that. Yeah. I don't think Fournette did anything against your Gators, did they? Did he, JK3? Why don't you just say, long story short, just say the Jags are going to trade back and take Dalvin Cook. No, they're not going to trade that's back you, and take Dalvin Cook. No, that's not what I want. No, I do not want them to do. You no, just basically said that in long story short. Just no, say so is that what I you're just picked up. No, absolutely not. That is not what I'm getting at. All I'm saying is, we got 33 positions on the field to fill, and we only have about 20 of them. So we're not a player away. We're multiple players away. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So you're saying they trade back and get Dalvin Cook as one of those no, players. I'm not saying. Hey, Dalvin, Cook, guys. Dalvin Cook's got a fumbling problem, okay? And you know Tom Coughlin doesn't like people that put the ball on the ground. Okay, I'm a null through and through. I'll tell you that right now. But the man does put the ball on the ground sometimes, okay? So leave it at that. But I just, when people talk about that fourth pick and should we get a running back and, you know, Fournette, he's so big and strong and he played in the SEC, he's 6'2", 230 or 220 and whatever, and he couldn't block a dang, you know, nobody. He can't block. I just don't, I would rather go with the pick of Jonathan Allen. He's got a high motor. He's played in a winning program. He's got, you know, 
and he knows how to play his position, and that's what we need. We need guys. We need bodies that know how to play the position and want to win and have that mentality. Hey, JK3, this is coming from Derek, who we had Mike DiRocco on. One of his questions was, yeah, Rashad Green, he's going to be like the top receiver this year, right? Yeah, what? I did not say that. I said Rashad Green or Marquise Lee because Marquise Lee had been hurt. And he and he said he said Marquise Lee. So yeah. you know, I, I, he was right. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you don't have a Tella Smith or a Jalen Ramsey jersey. <laughs> you saw today, I guess they, or I don't know if this was today or last couple days, but they rearranged the uh, lockers in the uh, locker room so that they're not positioned by their positions now. It's not, they're not grouped by position. So Telvin Smith's locker is actually next to Jason Myers now. So that's pretty exciting. So maybe he can whisper in his ear to, yeah. why, why don't you go ahead and make these field goals and you not to sit next to me anymore? Well, why would they do that? Like, how, how is, is it like, by alphabetical? Well, no, it wouldn't be alphabetical. I think but it was just like, how, how, how? Yeah, I think it was just random. Like, I think he just kind of wanted. They to, probably like, took personality. What if they had like personality assessments in their in their locker? You had to fill out these uh, these personality assessments. I mean, honestly, that's probably what it is. Like, it's no different than like in professional settings where they'll put us at like tables based on our personalities to kind of get the people who were quieter to maybe talk up a little bit more and stuff like that. And so, in the article I was reading, I think it was by Mike Duraco actually. It said that. Myers was considered to be like one of the uh, more quiet people on the team, and they, so they tried to position those guys with the leaders and like certain like in the middle everywhere, so that you'd have like Telvin in one like middle spot, and you'd have like Puzlesny in another middle spot. Where before Telvin and Puzlesny were right next to each other, you know what I mean? That's not very effective when it comes to kind of getting some uh, some feedback out there and motivation of the other players. Well, Jason Myers is going to uh, be introduced to a lot of new future. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what? <laughs> Future, you know the rapper. Yeah. Why is that? No, Telvin you don't Smith's know the rapper. Favorite Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Telvin Smith's gonna go up to him and go, "Yo, man, make this kick so you can get them commas." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get them commas. <laughs> Matt, Matt, take your take your mask off. <laughs> get your cup so you can mix it with some forever ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I no. Don't know. no cup love. Is Kelvin Smith known for that or something? Is that why you guys are saying this? I mean, on Instagram, no. he he stays listening to some kind of music every time he turn around. Yeah. He's like dancing and posting some music. Uh, but you know, maybe that'll work. It's something different. You know, Coughlin's changing everything. It sounds like to me, along with you know Marone, they're they're, they're changing everything. Yeah. So I wonder what they did with that ping pong table. I could use one. Tad, if you're listening to this, uh, you can send the the uh, ping pong table. Out to Middleburg. We love it out here. <laughs> well, so fi- final uh, selections before Thursday. Derek's going with a trade, which I think is fine. Uh, JK3 consistently has Allen. I'm going to go with Solomon Thomas. Um, all right, so those are the predictions. Are we going to try to do a little brief instant reaction on Thursday, possibly? Just like a little quick thing. You guys want to do that? I mean, I- I'll be uh, sipping some of my finest pingle head. Um, from Brewers in uh, Orange Park, Florida. So, uh, yeah. All right. And so remember, Down by the Bank is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as TuneIn now. Thanks for checking us out. And uh, you guys take it easy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.